Now they've got another shorthanded rush. Stone is in, stops, scores! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Over to the right side, sixth attacker is on. Carlson to the left, Petrangelo shoots wide, rebound, score! Chandler Stevenson ties the game. 4-4 with a minute 35 to play. Power play goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. Chris Chapman, Lindsey Brown filling in for the week. Uh, we've been called up from the Farm Club. I hate that. To fill in for Darren Millard so and Ryan Wallace. You know what's funny? I, I, I've never played like sports past like high school. Like I, I I just wasn't good enough to really do anything That's okay. past high school. But I was never a member of the farm team. So um I I was an alternate. Believe it or not, my, my fat ass used to run competitively and, and I what? I was actually pretty good like I I was all conference and and all county really yes but I also avoided alcoholic beverages when I was in high school yep same here um I was too I, scared I, I too much riding on the future I, that stuff I, my mine came from personal experience. Uh, oh. Sophomore year, I had a, I had a horrific experience, and I was Somebody like, "Somebody had to hold your hair back, huh?" Um, more than that, but uh, oh. won't, won't, won't get too much Come into, on, into Jeff, that open one. A vein. Would you have to have a sleepover in a gurney or something? What uh, happened? Not, not on a gurney, but you I get your I, tummy pumped. Happens to the best I, of us. I, I th- there there was a moment where I thought that was going to happen. Fortunately, did not come or to have that. You slept on the side of your body that night. Yeah, well. I, I, I had someone sleeping next to me, too, so Even they, they probably helped me. But uh, nonetheless, Safety uh, first. yes, yes, and, and it, it's a scary feeling. But, yeah, oh, so yeah. I used to be a runner, and um, like I said, I, I was all-conference, all-county, all, all, uh, uh, was was a member of, of a relay team that was really, really good. Did you ever drop the baton? No, no. I was terrified of my coach. And you know what's funny? I, I it's hard when that's when people get the best out of you. A, a, a quick, I had that. <laughs> a quick story. Um, if if you if you're familiar with the the world of track and field, they have something on the East Coast called Penn Relays, and Penn Relays is hosted by the University of Pennsylvania. And you God, get how self centered of them. The yeah right. The best the best college teams in the country show up. The best high school teams in America show up, and. Some teams from overseas, mainly Jamaica and Europe, what show up. What makes their race different from other races? It's, it's. I guess it's just because it's been around for a really long time, like 100 years. And they have it at, at Franklin Field, which is the football stadium for the University of Pennsylvania, also has their track. Um, it's, it's a pretty big deal. They get like 40,000 people to show really? up. And I was running... The leadoff leg of the four by eight hundred meter relay for my high school team. This That's is one lap per person. Two laps. No, thank you. Yeah. As a hockey so, player, no, no, thank you. So, I'm I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I I was really good. And, Do it. Toot it. And, all right. I, toot it. I I was running for for those who who are familiar with the sport. I my 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 split time was one fifty five. So two laps. I don't know what that means, but it sounds well, good. Well, two laps in a minute and fifty-five seconds. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. No, mo- most people like today. I probably couldn't even do two laps. Period. 
But I did two laps in a minute and 55 seconds I'm for proud my split. Of you. So there's 40,000 people in there. And what's what's very intimidating is the Jamaican teams are, are they're, first of all, they're, they're dominant. Yep. And they bring a large contingent of fans. They bring all the best athletes in Jamaica run track. So um, I'm not old enough to have seen Usain Bolt in high school. I don't. I would imagine he ran no, there. He was at the hot dog stand, wasn't he? <laughs> Possibly. So there's forty thousand people, and it's intimidating because when a Jamaican team, it doesn't matter which one, passes a team, the crowd makes this sound. Whoop! Whoop! <laughs> so if you're getting passed. You might look over your shoulder and you see this six five Jamaican guy running by you. It's it's intimidating. So I'm at this race and I run leadoff, which is unbelievably intimidating to begin with because I'm not a very big guy and everybody it doesn't matter if they're from Jamaica, if they're from New York, if they're from California, they're all taller than me to begin with. And I'm on my second lap, forty thousand people, and I can hear my coach out of all those people. Telling me I need to kick it in the gear. I need to push through. Oh. I'm at like the 700 meter mark, 600 meter mark, and that's when you start to you really start to feel it when you're when you're at that mark. And let me tell you the the, the pain in your legs. Your legs are dead. They're numb. Oh, I've been bag you, skated. You probably know. Yeah, I've been bag skated. To you, you get it gets so bad that your legs get so tired that it, they don't really bend from the hip yeah. joint down. And you, you, so you have to feel pick the, them up like this roll. You, you, you feel <laughs> the, the that burn in your oh. in your in your in your thighs oh. and in your your uh quads. Yep. You're, and, you're throwing up and it's coming up the shoe yeah. doesn't quite make it all the way up because you drank a little bit your, too much your water. Your hamstrings you and, and quads are oh. are uh they're on fire. I don't miss it. And you're 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 thinking I'm either gonna just fall over and and not get up here on this track, or I'm going to push through it because my coach is going to yell my face off if I don't. So um, we're happy you're still with us, even though you can't. You were uh, vanquished at the hands, or I should say, the feet of the Jamaicans. Yes, yes. So anyway, yeah. Moving on. Good times. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was. I I think about it today, and I'm like, I've been out of high school 26 years. Blink of an eye. Like it's and it it, it flies by. Like life is so. I had, is so fast. I had my reunion uh six years ago 20 year reunion i flew back to new jersey for that and it's like the stories that you share with people that that you grew up with and like the memories no one else knows them yes it's it's incredible like yep like i tell my my wife stories about things that i did when i was in high school and she is no effect flabbergasted yeah. at some of the stuff that i did but you know it's funny since we're on the subject cool story couple i you know i i'm, I'm a big like i love social media I post pictures all the time of, of where places I go, places I go out to eat. And it, in my memories, it popped up of a trip that I took to Stockholm. And I didn't know it at the time. For some reason, in 2019, I went to Stockholm. I came home on January 30th. That's today. The next year, 2020, I went to Japan. Came home on January 30th. Weird. It's, it's insane. And now you're here with me. And now I'm here with LB. Talking hockey, although we haven't Talking, started that 10 well, minutes we'll, into we'll, this We'll get to thing. that. I so, so I'm just trying to soften the blow a little bit. Of, but you're trying to waste some time because it hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows and kumbaya yeah, circles yeah. in the Gold so, Knights locker room. By the way, what a yeah, shock in January. I'm, I'm guessing Darren Millard is listening because uh, is he, texting he you? texted me and he says, we haven't been called up. We're just getting all the time. 
Oh, I'm there all the time. Just getting more ice time. So uh, there you go. Yeah, I like Thanks, that. Thanks, Darren. I like that. I, hey, I've, we're working on our our crossovers, our inside edges. You know, moved up from the third line to the second line, apparently. Oh. So, uh, um, but you know, the the road trip, which I I felt like there was so much promise going into it, following the the. Well, because it wasn't at home. We're well, like, oh, we're gonna we're, we're, we'll go get some much needed wins because we was, haven't been able to do it at it home. Was, but we can do it on the road. That Saturday night. It was the 21st of January. They played the Washington Capitals. Yep. And they... They beat the hell out of them! They blew the doors off of them. That they did. It was, it was a feel-good night. It was great. Um, You know, it, it was one of those... Scored and, a and bunch of goals. Six goals, right? Yep. There was so much optimism. This team plays so well on the road. Yep. LT looked great. Or yeah. Like, yeah, LT looked great. It, it, Everything. We're, we're going to hit the road on a good note with some with some gumption. And, and we get to go get the, healthy even more against Arizona yeah, Coyotes. One of the things I said about that night was I understand that Washington is banged up. They're missing some key players. I don't care. I have zero sympathy for them. After what we've seen here the last two years, I had zero sympathy. Well, I don't care that Ovechkin, that Ovechkin had the Vegas flu. Like, none of that mattered because the Golden Knights came in and they blew the doors off the Washington Capitals, swept the season series from them, and you're feeling good going into that Arizona game. There was there was a good mood in the locker room. Even though it was a back-to-back. Yeah, Bruce Cassidy was Which in a great sucks. mood. And then we get to Mullet Arena, Tempe, Arizona, on the campus of Arizona State. By the way, I used to live very, very close to You've there. You've lived and visited everywhere. I have. I, the, the, that, that old uh, Johnny Cash song, I've Been Everywhere. I think outside of Stephanie, who seems to have been everywhere, everywhere, our caller from segment one, I feel like next to her, there's not too many people on this planet who've been more places than I have. I, I was talking about living in Idaho recently with someone. My God. But um, I did for a summer uh, baseball team. But anyway, um, we felt really good going into that Arizona game. And it, it was did, too good. It, it didn't turn out too well. Uh what is with this team getting scored on the first two minutes of every I, period? I can't quite. And, you know, and, and the thing is, like. It happened twice in that Arizona game. But but it goes back. That that problem was here last year, too. It was. I, I remember uh, asking Pete DeBoer about why why is this team this give up often. goals it wasn't, so much in the first and last minute of a period? I, I can't. I don't understand. Like, like Lindsay, the, the thing that I just have a really tough time coming to grasp with is defensively this team is really good right and I understand Shea Theater Zach Whitecloud have been out but but I feel like uh Caden Korzak played played pretty well considering considering his experience Makes you level. Kind of think how well he played yeah I mean Personally, ben, I think I think Ben Hutton played pretty well right mm-hmm. he he scored a goal for you um he was on the power play and I and I understand that maybe maybe that's not what you pencil in at the start of the season, but no team goes through the season with every player playing 82 games. It just doesn't happen. So when, when, when you get those guys who get called in, it's how well they play. And it didn't go well in Arizona. And they went to New Jersey, and I'm thinking... Gave them a game. I'm thinking it's going to be a tough game. Yeah, right. but they New, gave him a game. It's one yeah. of the hottest teams in the NHL New, this year. New Jersey is is really good, but the thing is, they got the Golden Knights got New Jersey to play the type of game that they wanted them to play. The type of game when we looked at at the way this team was built going into the season, we felt like all right, they're going to win games two two to one, three to two. That's how they're built. 
Sure, they had some high-scoring games, but they they got New Jersey to play the game that they wanted to play. They they held New Jersey, one of the best-scoring teams in the league, Mm -hmm. to one goal for... 58 minutes and 50 seconds of that hockey game. If they score less than four, you've done a pretty good job yeah. of wrangling them in. And it didn't go well. Um, well it was an unreal play in overtime. Dougie, Dougie Hamilton, Hamilton is nasty. But even the goal that Hamilton scored to tie the game was, was I don't want to say fluky, but it, was, it wasn't a conventional. Well, and guess when it happened in the game? Final two minutes. Mm-hmm. Minute 10 left. You know, they, New Jersey pulls Vanacek. <sighs> Um, it's a different situation when it's like end of game, end of period, because then you have some people that are maybe on an extended shift. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Or especially well, at the end of games when you're trying to push. I, I feel like when New Jersey's down, Jack Hughes, when they pull the goalie, he's just playing however long Lindy Ruff needs him out there. He was out there for there. like seven minutes. He a had a six-minute shift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a six-minute shift. Oh, I, you're like 23 years old. The legs feed the wolves, gentlemen. Yeah, he, he's not getting up. that... Uh, that acid burn well, in, in, all, in his the legs. The Devils but. have been coming for the past couple of years. Like I, I, two years ago, when they still had Subban, I was like, you know what? I kind of like him because I was betting on Mackenzie Blackwood to, yeah, to take of, a step. Yeah. And the biggest difference for them is goaltending this year. Like Vita Vanacek, Vanacek has, has been, been so a good, godsend yeah. for them. And and look, Lindy Ruff is a good coach. I mean, he's despite what their fans wanted early on in the season, but then they said they started the chant. Yeah. Sorry, Lindy. Yeah, because they they started out what oh oh three and yeah. one I think, and then they went on that heater. Yep, and they're very streaky, but they are a team. I don't. I feel like this league is changing. There's there's rumors far. circulating that they might be in the market for Timo Meyer, and and he's kind of the guy that a, a guy that he's got a little bite to his game. I well, I he's really got a lot of goal scoring. I like Timo Meyer a too. lot. That's why I want the Golden Knights to take a long hard look. Yeah. Well, I and I you but know it's New funny. Jersey doesn't need scoring, but now we're getting to this point because last year in the playoffs. We saw unbelievable comebacks. We saw crazy goal totals, especially in that L.A. Kings-Edmonton Oilers series. Yeah. And playoff hockey has a different spirit to it, right? It has different expectations. It slows down. It's more physical. You don't see, you, you don't expect to see those goal totals. I think that's going to change going forward. And that's what scares me because when you have a team like you like you mentioned with the Golden Knights that are built to go 2-1, to 3-2, to two, or at least that's what Cassidy wants them to do systematic-wise – is that if if there isn't that switch that goes off in all these other teams' heads, it's like, oh, we gotta go play playoff hockey. Nobody yeah. shaves. They're like, no, we're just gonna skate and you know shoot the puck and score a bunch of goals. If there's enough teams that do that, then that becomes what the what the situation, the landscape is. And and I'd put the Devils in that. I would put the Oilers in that. I put the Kings in that. We're not always the most defensively responsible, but you can just outscore the opponent. Yeah, and that's scary for this league because hockey. And the fabric of this of of its essence is so much about the minutia and the sacrifice and just like barreling it. Let's block a bunch of shots. Like just watch Alec Martinez play. Like that's a bit. But now it's changing. Yeah. Because of teams like the New Jersey Devils. Well, and New Jersey's a fun team. They I are. mean, and, and the Kraken funny thing is, like that too, Lind- Lindy Lindy Ruff is more of a defensive coach, but right. the Devils have have figured out. Yeah, and you can tell Lou Lamarillo is not there anymore. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I I grew up a Devils fan. I don't hide that, and and I love them too. I I, love I'll be Marty. the first to tell you they played some of the ugliest hockey oh, in the mid nineties. The neutral zone trap. Oh, geez. dude, but, you know how many years I had Jacques Lemaire running that for the Minnesota <laughs> Wild? It's still part of their essence. But uh, you know, it's funny. I I, I I I I they haven't been relevant for a long time. Like they oh. showed a stat that 
The Devils have not won a playoff series in over a decade. Their one year of relevance was when they had Taylor Hall. Yeah, and, and they, they got and they, they got, got their ass humiliated, <laughs> crushed by the Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> in in round one. So yeah. I mean that's that's how long ago it's been. But that takes us to the Islander and Ranger games and two very different games. I thought the Golden Knights in the Rangers game they something just was off. Rangers have them. Galant you know, but, has but them. they they hit a couple posts. Yep. They the, do a lot of that lately. The game, well, they hit a post against the Islanders, too. I, I think Shea Theodore hit a post. They had three or four posts in that uh, Rangers Red, game. Red Wings game, too. Yeah, so, like, they they were there, but un- unfortunately, it just seems like they can't find a way or they couldn't find a way to, to get that second and third goal that they would have needed. Maybe a, a, a bad goal goes in. You know, we, we've heard Bruce Cassidy make the comment multiple times about sometimes their goalies just make more stops than ours or their goalie made a big save and ours didn't. It's hard for me to look at any of these games and blame it on the goalies. It's hard. Correct. For, Thank when, you when, for when, saying so. When when you 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 look you score one goal against Arizona, yep. two goals against New Jersey, one goal against the Rangers, and one goal against the Islanders, you're not losing those games because you're goalies. Outside of the six to two win of the Washington Capitals, the Golden Knights have scored seven goals in their last seven games. Yeah, I mean that's listen, I'm not That's I'm, ridiculous. I'm not I'm not going out on a limb when I say that that's unacceptable. Like that that leads me to, to the cause I, I I scour social media and look, this team is two six and two in their last ten. That's not good enough for a team with Stanley Cup aspirations. But Lindsay, there's a couple things I want to ask you. Yeah. Is this rock bottom, or can can it get worse? Oh, it can absolutely get worse. It can always get worse. Could the offense be worse than what it is in terms of, of production? We're probably pretty close to it. But earlier we had a call, I think it was Mike, that mentioned the power play. The power play is vastly improved compared to last year. Yeah. And, yeah. and just last day. And so, well, well, here's the thing. So many, so many fans wanted to run Pete DeBoer and Steve Spot out of town because the power play wasn't up to their... What, well, what, what they wanted, but the power play is better. Because, you can't you can't constantly blame the power play. But the pa- exactly, but the power play people look at it as like, well, if they're not scoring, then what's the whole point of it? And that that's partially true. But you have power plays are meant to generate momentum before goals first. So you're a big momentum. Yeah, everybody else in, in this b- building apparently hates it, even though it's something that literally no, 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 every I, other sports person's like, I, yeah, it's. Real. I believe in it. Yeah, oh, it, it's absolutely real. And I don't think those people played sports. Correct. <laughs> or they just focus on a part of sports where all the magic is devoid or killed. Some of them sat but, on the bench keeping score, when maybe. You, when, you, when you have a power play that can't set up in the zone, that can't connect on breakout passes, that can't retain a zone, that's when you really start to get in trouble. It's not when they can't score. It's when they can't even put themselves into good position to score. And that's why the power play isn't the problem. The offense in general, the offensive zone is a huge problem. The way that they enter it, the way that they choose to spread themselves out almost too thin, they don't do a lot of layering they lose the zone very quickly because they always decide to go in the same routes or they stop at the same point in terms of depth. There's not, when you say get pucks deep, it doesn't always mean dump a chase, which it certainly does include dump a chase, yeah. but it also includes take your own ass down there and skate back and forth in Gretzky's office mm-hmm. because guess what? They're going to have to go get you. And if they have to go get you behind the net, guess where they're not going to be? In front of the freaking net. And guess where the Golden Knights can't get? In front of the freaking net because there's too many bodies. And that's where you, you see these little decisions that guys and, and, and that people make that is so directly resulted of either momentum or the confidence in their own games. Like, is there anybody on this team right now 
whose confidence is more depleted than Jack Eichel's. Well, and that that leads me to my next question because I see I, I, I see a lot of stuff on social media. And I see a lot of fans and haters combining to place all the blame on Jack Eichel. And I don't really feel like that's fair. Like, sure, Jack Eichel bears some of the some of the blame because he hasn't performed up to his expectations. Well, he's the only natural sniper on this team yeah, but, that's but, left. That's a big difference between this squad and the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers might be more of a barnstorm Yeah, they got Zibanejad and exactly. a, a bunch of guys who could Kreider. They got going to knock puck, pucks out of the, the left field bleachers for you. And yeah. that's, they have those true goal stars. The Golden Knights have always been a team that, that can get the puck off the ice, but they always have had trouble finishing. That's why they always look for the extra pass because it's not me. It's supposed to be that guy. Yeah, well, that's... And, and that's, Jack Eichel's supposed to be that, that, that guy, guy. But he can't be the only only that guy. Yeah, that's the issue. I mean, the, the 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 situation though, as you mentioned, seven. You take out the Washington, and I know you really can't, right? So it's thirteen goals in the last eight games. Yep. But even if you do that, that's less than three goals a game. That's only two point something goals per game. Even if you include a six goal game. So. And I mean, as we mentioned, the offenses have got into a little bit of an uptick in production you're not, in the NHL. You're not going to win days. a lot of games scoring only two goals. I mean, we heard Bruce Cassidy. We heard we heard Pete DeBoer. Three, three, like De La Soul said, three is the magic number. I think I actually have that in there. But anyway, the, the the point is, it's like goal scoring is has dried up, and three is the magic number. But we need to get to one first. That it's, is also it's a huge unfair problem. to blame Jack Eichel for. All of this. And I feel like social media can be very toxic when I, because you see that and you're like, well, how much of the game are you watching? Because Jack Eichel did some really good things defensively. He saved the goal in that Islanders game with his defense. So, so like, sure, maybe he didn't score to your liking, but he, it's not like he's not out there trying. But I, I, I have to ask the question because. The scoring is not just on him. Riley Smith, Jonathan Marcheseau, Chandler Stevenson. Right. Where 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 are they? Like Com- that, that wide open net that Riley Smith missed the other night was that in the Islanders game where yeah, they had a yeah. battle on it? Yeah, well that was That's that was just, just a great save by Varlamov. Right yeah. Well, it's really not. He didn't have to like lift it up or anything. He just like <laughs> Riley Smith needed to lift it up. Listen, I'll, 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 I don't want I'll, I'll give Varlamov the benefit of the doubt. I'll say it was a great save, but we unfortunately we've seen paddle saves before with this franchise. Right. So the 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 unfortunate thing is that's the type of goal that maybe gets Riley Smith going. 100%. And the rest of the team. And yeah. that's it. There's a trickle-down effect. And there's certain players that impact this team's psyche more. Mark Stone does when he scores a goal, obviously. Shea Theodore the reaction, does the same thing. The reaction it, yep. from Mark Stone. from it's when like anybody taking a sinus medicine. You get mucinex and you're like, <laughs> my God, I can breathe again. <laughs> yeah. And there's just so, not a whole lot of those escape hatches on this roster right now. Yeah. I mean, it's... And, and I, I just... I think the break is coming at a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, look, hopefully we get Mark Stone back in the lineup. We get to see him back in the lineup. Um, I don't I don't know if it's going to be against Nashville. I think they play Minnesota after that. I don't know exactly. I, I can't remember. It's so hard. To me, it's game day, non-game day. Yeah. Um, but I, I have it written down February 7th at Nashville. Yep. Um, so I don't know. If we're going to see Mark Stone, then we probably won't know until the team comes back and starts skating again at City National what the update is. I doubt we're going to hear anything before that. But uh, 
listen, we we got all week to talk about this, and and I have a lot more written down than what we were able to get to. So we'll get to some some more of it tomorrow. Uh, we have to take a break. Uh, we're up against it. One timers. News and notes from around the league, usually done by Darren Millard. Today, done by Chris Chapman, and I'll bounce some things off of LB, Lindsey Brown. What up? We're going to take a break. VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Chris Chapman and Lindsey Brown with you here on a Monday. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. All right, it is one-timers, VGK Insider Show. Chris Chapman, Lindsey Brown with you here. Uh, Lindsey, big news today. You know what's funny about the doing a, a live radio show? Because you can plan and, and write out and prep and get all sorts of readiness to do your show. And all of a sudden... Something happened. Something happened like in the last two minutes. Well, no, but okay, I, I had I so I'm prepping for the show, and I had this planned out for one timers potential landing spots for Bo Horvat because we all knew Whoopsie. we all knew he was going to be traded. Yep. And I found an article uh, about a potential landing spot, and it was reports from Jeff Merrick from Sportsnet. What was and the then, leading team in the yeah. clubhouse for Merrick? What did he say? Boston. Friedman, Elliot Friedman discussed the Boston Bruins as being a potential spot because the Canucks were fans of Brandon Carlo. Now, there was no I no word if Boston was willing to trade Brandon Carlo, but right. that was a player that the Canucks had singled out that they had liked. And I put that in, and about an hour later, I'm... Um, Finishing up my jersey mics, and I see. What do you know? You're I, see, I see Danny Webster, yep. our friend, tweet out NHL trade season SZN. And of course, the tweet that he had retweeted was that Bo Horvat had been traded to the New York Islanders for Anthony Beauvillier, a prospect, and a first round pick in the 2023 draft. Keywords. First round pick, although it is top 12 protected. If it was in the okay, top 12, so, it flips to the next year. So they cannot get two ping pong balls for the draft lottery. So they won't have two shots at Connor Bedard. They only have their own. But Allers, uh, could actually use them. They, they probably could. Right. But to steal a joke from Ryan, they probably don't have the money to sign them. So there's that. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, so it just goes to show. The moral of the story is don't do show prep because you never yeah. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm glad that that I that I had it prepared because we get to talk about Paul Horvat now because he goes to the Islanders and this is a team that with the addition of Paul Horvat, I don't feel like they become Stanley Cup contenders, but they certainly have the potential to move up the standings in the Eastern Conference. Well, and you have to wonder, too, he's on an expiring deal. It just was tweeted out that Lou Lamarillo, they are going to try to re-sign him well, to that, a contract extension. Sense. But if they can't get that done, say that, that the feet are kind of drug a little bit, we're not really sure, I wonder if he flips them again before the deadline because this is earlier in the year than we're used to seeing a big-time trade Yeah, like yeah, because it was the kind of thing where you kind of expected it yeah. to play out a little Especially bit. Especially since he was heading to the All-Star game as a member of the Canucks. Yeah, which Maybe is... Maybe they'll send another one of us... And so it won't be any from the Pacific Northwest because the Kraken don't get one. Oh right? uh, yeah, yeah. So so that leads me to my next story. 
Um, we talked about it. Chandler Stevenson is now a member of the All-Star team. His first All-Star game appearance. Not bad for a guy who the Golden Knights only gave up a fifth-round pick for. Uh, they, they really hit a home run with Chandler Stevenson. But we'll, we'll talk more about Chandler going tomorrow. The aspect of this that I want to talk about today um, is Matty Beneers, right? He's the player that Chandler Stevenson is replacing. And he's a guy I know. I'm a huge I, fan. I know, I know, because I sit next to you in the press box. Yep. And, and when the Kraken came here, you were like a kid in the candy store watching Matty Beneers. This is the guy. And he, he's he's fun. He's dynamic. He's a he's dynamic a really, talent. really, really exactly. good. Going to be a pain in the you know what for the Golden Knights for many years to come. Between him and Zegras? Oh, no, yeah. thank you. Well, it's funny because we got a Zegras story coming up, too. But Look at us. So, foreshadowing. Yeah, it's almost like you you, you didn't read. No, it's almost like you read the notes. I don't even know. I don't even know if I told you Zegras was coming up. But So, Stevenson replaces Matty Beneers, which means the Kraken, as you mentioned, do not have a representative on the All-Star team. They are the first-place team in the Pacific Division. And they do not have kind a representative going to South Florida. Their second year in existence, yeah. they are not sending so, anybody. Do you feel that the Kraken should? Do you do you think that the league should have replaced? Yeah, I do. Been years with with a member of the Kraken. I do, and I get it. There's a last minute aspect of it because a lot of these guys they get vacations planned and they're all going to go decompress. But Marshy had to give it up. They took him off the tarmac. He yeah. Said, get your ass to T-Mobile. Yeah, he's, like, he, all he's, right. he's getting off the he private jet it. in Cancun he with the family. He served us well. But, I mean, there's still a team that is largely just compiled of the pieces that have been taken from the expansion draft. So they're not all, like, these superstar names like yeah. Matty Beneers is going to be. But, I mean, how do you not send Jarrett McCann? Well, that's it, right? 23 goals for Jared McCann. He's their leading goal scorer. Yeah. He's he's I think he's actually fourth in points because Burkowski, I think, is their points leader. And then Jordan Everly's having a pretty good season. Not funny because yeah. there's an Alexander connection Wenberg, there. But, like, yeah. He's a big name. Well, here here was the problem. I think the next guy up on the on the pecking order, believe it or not, would have been Martin Jones. But nobody wanted that. You've already got. <laughs> I wanted that because I did it. because Martin nobody Jones. Wants Watch that, Chris. He, he needs. Oh, God. I, I defend because I voted for Martin Jones to oh be an all star once once we knew that, that Logan Thompson. Well, I'm, I'm a good karma kind of guy, and, and I feel bad for Martin Jones. Why? So, so I, I, I want it because, because here's the thing you're going to need the real Martin Jones to show up in the playoffs because that's a potential team the Golden Knights could play in the playoffs. So you're so, trying to disrupt him, kind of so, like so, the, yes, the give him, home run derby. Let's get the yes, swing a little bit maxed yeah, out. Bobby Abreu yeah. hits like 70,000 home runs in the derby and hits like eight the rest of his career. Yep. You got you to gotta send the good mojo now mm. so when you need the bad mojo, you could tell the hockey gods, give it back to us. Come on. We were, so did we, we do were, ourselves a disservice by having Stevie go? Because I think no, it could no, be no, good no, for because, him. Because Let's get this guy's we, confidence pumped up. We, we didn't have a say in Chandler Stevenson going. That was the NHL. Oh, it was so, a fan vote? Like, who so, was leading the fan vote? I don't know. I, I, we, we don't know. I, but so Gary. So, like, I don't feel like we, we exerted our good karma on Chandler Stevenson. Do we if, have good karma? I feel like we do. We, we were trying to, to exert that good karma to Martin Jones. So, come playoff time, the bad karma would show up and we would get the real Martin Jones, not the guy Trust me. Who, who's been Murphy's phenomenal. Law. Trust me. It'll come back around. It'll come back so, around. No disrespect to Martin Jones, just to his game. So I, I, I feel like like 
I, I'm with you. I, I almost feel like they probably, and no no disrespect to Chandler Stevenson, I wanted to see him in the All-Star game more than anybody. You know, when I talked to him about it, he thought it was kind of cool. He was very humble. Stevie? Yes, he yeah, was. Yeah, of course. He was so humble about it, right? Like Three he's, years ago, he was practically he, a bench warmer. Yeah. So he, and the funny thing is, like, like Danielle, our, our HR person, yeah. I can say her name now because I've I'm cleared a huge with her. Fan. Yeah. Well, we should be. She is HR. So she is a massive Chandler Stevenson fan. Has a, has yep. an autographed Pride Chandler Stevenson jersey on her wall. Uh, I, I joked with her when I walked by her and said, "Oh, I guess you got to get yourself a uh, a new a new Stevenson jersey." She's like, "Oh yeah, I already texted the boyfriend. The boyfriend's getting a Logan Thompson All Star jersey, and Danielle, our oh. HR girl, is going to get a because he's a yeah. big he's a her boyfriend is is a massive massive." Golden Knights fan. And I'll say this. The All-Star jerseys this year, huge fan. Oh, they're cool. Oh, yeah, they're I, straight out of Miami I'm Vice. such a dork. Yeah. Like, I love when, when the Miami Heat wear those, like, Same. Don Johnson I love Miami jerseys Vice jerseys. So like, I love They have too many jerseys, but I love theirs. Yeah. Well, they, every team in the NBA has, like, yeah, 7,000 jerseys. Agreed. It's ridiculous. So... I'm with you. I, I feel like maybe Jared McCann, right? Yeah. If if you were going to go one for one, you do Jared McCann. Now, who the hell knows what happens if if Bo Horvat is not representing the Vancouver Canucks in the All Star game? I mean, because it's not like you look at the Canucks and you're like, yeah, they got a lot of guys. Send JT Miller to get everybody to come together and work hard. <laughs> play, play a little uh, oh, acoustic guitar. Have a little play. Get, sit around the campfire. Play set some the tone Dave in that Matthews. Locker room, man, everybody's gonna be super happy to be teammates. It's just a like, I I wonder like I wonder if they would take Jared McCann next, right? So the Kraken would would get uh, their representative and the Canucks. Thanks for playing. Thanks for showing up. I don't really know if they deserve a uh, a representative in the All Star game. But Please send the Tanev. I mean, they skate uglier than anybody. Send both but of them. man, I yeah. would, no. While well, the Calgary Tanev's hurt. Oh, okay. But yeah, Brandon, I, w- I, w- I want Ghostface. Turbo. Yeah. Turbo. Let's send Turbo for the entertainment value. <laughs> so. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I, I have all these papers in front of me. And uh, so, all-star game, as we said, Chandler Stevenson going. Uh, leads me to my next story. Trevor Zegers was a guy we got to see. Is he an all-star? I don't even know. I don't think so. No, I, I, I don't remember. I don't, know. I don't remember really who the Ducks all-star. I, I, I completely forgot who the Ducks all-star. They've become so irrelevant that I don't remember who their all-star is. But, Lindsay, did you see... And Ryan forced one of our listeners to have to care about that game the other night between the Ducks and... Well, the, he went after my boy. Yeah, my yeah. My favorite yeah, boy. I, I know. You're a big Troy Stetcher I fan. I love and Troy Stetcher. So, I don't know how the rumor started, but if you didn't see it, these two had, had some smoke, right? There was fire between them. And there were some... I wrote in my notes some horrible people started the rumor that Stetcher was angry because Zegris made a comment about his father. Now, Stetcher's father passed away in 2020. However, I can say that Craig Morgan, he covers the Coyotes. He stated that the team released a statement saying that those rumors were false. There were no comments made about Stetcher's father. However, Coyotes did say that a line was crossed. They did not elaborate what that line was. Stetcher, Stetcher had no comment. Um, now, i got to ask you because you played. Yep. You played professionally. Briefly. You, but you got a paycheck. I, okay. You got a no, paycheck. Not really, but well, okay. You were professional. Fair. Was there ever anything said oh. to you in a game that would have set you off 
No. With the fireworks that we saw between Stetcher and Zegris. Like no, because I am a bastion of emotional stability when I'm in that crease. You get in the zone, yeah. Oh, you have to. You're like, like you Maverick and Top Gun. Never too high, never too low. Don't show any weakness. Show as little you're, emotion as you're possible. Not, you're not going to talk to Kelly McGillis about being able to uh, fly an F-14? You're no, in, you're in I don't that, like that Tom Cruise movies, so okay. I've never seen Top Gun. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, so there's there's so what you're saying is there's nothing that could have pushed you over the edge. Well, I just if there's a line that's crossed, and I think when everybody saw the reaction of Troy Stetcher, and he's like he's he's a pretty well liked guy in the league. We don't usually see him that, that incensed. Yeah. So you go, well, he must have said something really bad. What's the worst thing we could think about Troy Stetcher? And all of us know about the tragic story about his father yeah. and, and, and and his and a lot of that had to do with their Stanley Cup run for the Vancouver Canucks when he was a defenseman there. He's a hometown kid, all that other stuff. So there was that assumption made that it was about that. Yes. Obviously, if you make assumptions, it makes an ass out of you and me. And so yeah, we yeah. don't do that anymore. But these guys, I mean, the things I've heard on the rink, just from the gal pals... I mean, every, like we're worse in a lot of ways, but I, I bet he said something that was pretty offensive. But as long yeah. as it doesn't go into, you know, the you're not going after people's how they look, how they love, how they whatever. Everything's everything's fair game. Yeah, I I feel like there there are a lot of things that are fair game. Like I'm a big fan of trash talk. Yeah. But I feel like if if and fortunately we know that this now is not the case with Zegris, but. If you go after a dead relative, that 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 absolutely is. Could you imagine the NHL PR firestorm if that if like, that was, I was the case? I, I I was relieved to find out that that wasn't said. Well, and like I, in, I wouldn't put that on Zegers. Like I, I hear he's good, but we don't know these people. Yeah, we don't know what happens in the heat of the moment sometimes. And he is such an important part of the future of this league. Speaking of which, they're sending Troy Terry, which is like kind of a consolation prize for the All-Star game. Yeah. You know what? It's whatever. <laughs> that is your one-timers for Monday. Should I do the Darren Millard? Do it. For Monday, January. <laughs> Fox Sports Las Vegas. Catching up with Chapman is next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. All right. Catching Up with Chapman. There's no dare to say, hi, Christopher. So I'll just start Catching Up with Chapman. So two big birthdays on January 30th. We'll start with the man, the legend, Phil Collins. He turned 72 today. And here's a little known fact about Phil Collins. He is one of only three people in the history of music to sell 100 million records as a solo artist and 100 million records as a member of a band. Of course, the band being Genesis, the two others, Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. Um, I'm still, I'm still disappointed that when Phil came to town a couple of years ago, I did not go because I found out later that he was no longer going to be touring. Phil Collins, not exactly in the greatest of health. But the one thing that I really remember about Phil Collins, aside from all his great songs, whether it's... The Tarzan a, soundtrack is unmatched. Yeah, I mean, you'll be in That's my heart, right? at least $97 million. It's, it's so cool. But aside from his amazing songs, you know, I've been singing Another Day in Paradise all, all day today when I saw it was his birthday, um, whether it's with Genesis or, or as a solo artist. But I'm old enough to remember in 1985, they did something called Live Aid. And Live Aid was oh, yeah. a ton of, led by Bob Geldorf and Bono, and it was a ton of musicians who got together to raise money for famine in Africa, feed the children in Africa. But Phil Collins, on that particular day, he started the day in London, performed in London, got on a plane, and flew to Philadelphia, 
and performed later that day in Philadelphia. Two shows, two continents, one day. Phil Collins, I give you a legend. No one else, well, maybe other it's people. Like Deion Sanders, but yes. for music. Yes, it, that's a great analogy. Thank Deion you. Sanders, but for music, right? World Series and a playoff or a football game. And everybody was really and, pumped about it. At least yeah. That's what the 30 for 30 tells us. I'm, I'm more pumped for Phil Collins. I love Phil Collins. Great, great musician. Yeah. Super talented guy, drummer. I wish him all the best. And Gene Hackman, one of the greatest actors of his generation. Russian power. Greatest, great, of the greatest actors of my generation. Iconic films like Hoosiers, Bonnie and Clyde, Harry French Potter. Connection, Superman. Um, he turns 93 today. Now, he retired from acting 19 years ago. I saw a picture of him. Still looks like he's in great shape. But one of the movies I wanted to single out for Gene Hackman was Mississippi Burning. And I don't know how many people have seen it. It's a late 80s, early 90s movie. I will say this. It is one of the most important movies ever made. And it's a very, very touchy. Well, it's not a touchy subject. It's something that is oh, historical. It It's something that was, very, like I said, it's one of the most important movies ever made, in my opinion. Gene Hackman, Willem Dafoe, it's... An unbelievable movie. Um, it involves civil rights movement in the 60s, some horrific things that took place in Mississippi during that civil rights movement in the 60s. Yeah. And Gene Hackman was incredible. I'm sorry. just confused him for Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah, Alan Rickman is, is not Gene Hackman. He, Al, Gene Hackman was not Both Harry of them Potter. are great. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Mississippi Burning... I, I would say if you have not seen it, if you haven't seen it in a long time, if you don't know what I'm talking about, find it where it's streaming, watch it. It, it, it. I promise you, if you have a heart, you will cry because I cried all throughout the movie. It's it's an unbelievably accurate portrayal of that time period. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. It's up there with, with Schindler's List as just one of those movies that you have to watch because... One time. One time. Um, it hits you. It Mississippi does. Burning hits you. Schindler's List. It, the, the scene with the girl in the pink coat, I... I it's, mm. that, it's that one... Whenever you see that thing on Twitter, the one scene in a movie that, that really hits you, that's it for me. It, it's devastating. But Mississippi Burning, along those lines... Um, like I said, it's a, it's a, based on a true story. Gene Hackman, one of his finest movies. I love him in Bonnie and Clyde, too. He's just a great actor. That's going to do it for me and Lindsay. We're with you for four more days this week as Darren and Ryan are taking a much-needed sabbatical. We will talk to you manana. BGK Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas.